You're listening to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast with your hosts, Dee Dee Wills Ed Brock And Adam Peterson Here we go We're so glad you're here Let's get started Welcome back to The Classroom Collaborative Podcast, everyone I am Adam Peterson Hello, I'm Dee Dee Wills And we are so excited you guys are listening again, Dee Dee, how yes. are you? It's good to see I you I am so good, how are you? Great, Get, getting ready for Christmas around here, as I know you said you are too So listeners yeah. This will be after Christmas that you're listening to this, I think. But uh, yeah, it's it's we're recording this right before the holiday, so we hope that all of you had an awesome Christmas and are getting yes. for an awesome New Year. But uh, it's it's just crazy that this year has has come and gone that fast. Yeah, it has. You know, Christmas for us has changed. You know, it used to be all about the things, um, and we've we've really it it really isn't that way for us. Uh, we're, we're really happy we'll be surrounded by family. And, and we hope those people who are listening had uh, family or loved ones or uh, they're fr- friendly, friendly. What, how do you say that? Friend, friend, friend family. Friend family? Of, <laughs> yes. I like family. That's good. I think it should be a word, but I don't think it is. No, but you might have just, that could be like Webster Dictionary's new word of 2020. We'll see. (laughs) Speaking of 2020, it is about here. So teachers, hopefully you're you're on your break. You're listening to this, catching up on episodes. Um, Didi and I wanted to take a a minute today uh, to do an episode about um, gearing up for something really, really special this coming school year. So this, this past year has kind of been an explosion of of excitement for for me i guess is the easiest way to say it with things surrounding um my book yellow and my book that just came out this past year in 2019 uh gg's yellow garden that then led to me doing a ted talk and i know on an episode a while back i think with jose we talked about that that was coming up yes but it came and went, and I, I cannot wait to share the video with everyone from it that wasn't able to be there. Didi and I will get that linked out to you guys as, yes. as soon as it's live, because it's not live yet, because there were nine speakers that day, including me, and they released them right. all at the same time. So the editing process is, is crazy. But, so um, something funny that I could share with you guys, we were, we were talking about estimating when that was going to come out. <laughs> and Adam's like, it should be out by now, because they said it would take eight weeks. And I'm like, uh, it's been four. So... <laughs> He, he is like a child waiting for Christmas, but he's just waiting for the TED Talk to be edited so we can show you all. <laughs> it does. It feels like it's been that long. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the reason we wanted to do this episode today is I, I called Didi the other day and I said, hey, things are already starting to gear up for, for Yellow Day 2020. Um, it's a little bit different this coming year, listeners. First of all, if you know nothing about this, I know that it's not spread to every single district around the world yet. We're, we're hoping it does soon, but um, I just revamped and kind of did a relaunch of the website, makesomeonesdayyellow.com. So if you're not familiar with the story in the background, visit that site and yeah. see it all there. I just put my two books on there. Um, my books are available on Amazon, but they're on my site now as a, a way for you to get autographed and personalized copies if you want to purchase them that way. We're going to be putting a limited run of some t-shirts that I have on there soon. So I don't want to go to the whole details of the history of this because you can go check it out there and we've kind of talked about it before. But what we wanted to talk about today is how you can take this mindset of what we call be the yellow and and put it to use once you get back into your classroom at the start of the year for the finishing out the 2019-2020 school year. Yes. And then kind of talk about what the first week of May is going to look like because Right. Yellow Day has always been celebrated on on May 9th, which for the past few years we've been lucky enough that it's happened on a, on a school day. We've we've been able to do that. 
This year, it falls on a Saturday. So we're encouraging schools to make quote unquote official yellow day celebrations in their schools on May 8th, that Friday. But we want to kind of do that whole week leading up to that um, a special run of events. And, and I'm not going to talk about all those yet because we don't have them planned, but we've got some ideas of how to get schools involved with in multiple ways. Um, right, right. And, and so, just, just keep it, keep it going. Right. So, um, you know, oftentimes the message behind yellow is about just kindness, showing kindness towards others, um, in classrooms, in your life, right? Yeah. Friends, family, everybody, even, even people that maybe you don't have innate things in common. Right. Right. And I think that, you know, we talked about this before, you know, that we have um, a time in our, in our country right now where things feel very divided. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had walked by a a sign um, that was outside of a church and I don't know why I didn't take a picture of it, but it just said, you know, to show kindness to people who um, don't look like you, talk like you, um, pray like you do, right? right? And so, and and I think that you know sometimes, you know, we could we could be so engrossed in our beliefs that sometimes we don't take a moment to to listen to others, and and I feel like that really is a time um, that adults could use a little yellow, right? Um, but <laughs> right? also but also children, because they, they do see, even if we try to shelter them from the noise out there, they see it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, you had talked about how some of the things um, that you incorporate into a yellow-ish sort of lesson. So I was hoping you could maybe talk about that. Yeah, and honestly, Didi, that, that kind of sparked... Uh, you had a big hand in this. I, I had this TED Talk planned. And a lot of you that I've talked to or seen me post on social media know that this was the TED world is this big application process. You submit an idea, you submit videos, you have to back it. And then you go through this whole coaching process as a speaker, which was phenomenal. My coach, Lily, was amazing, had a blast with her. But I remember talking on a podcast episode with you months ago. It was one of our first few episodes. Uh-huh. We were talking about Yellow Day and my book coming out. And, and you said, but Adam, what if we wanted to make this last all the time? Because I was just focusing on May 9th. And you said, right. what, what if we want this to happen every day? And really, that's what was one of the big parts of my TED Talk. There, there's a part in there where I said, a friend of mine said to me, what if? What if we wanted to make this happen all the time? So, question, question, did you drop my name? I think did I did. Just, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> if I didn't, that was so uncontrolled. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, so keep going. <laughs> oh, <that's- laughs> Just some person, you know, I don't, I don't really remember who it was, somebody, I don't know. So keep going, keep going. I need to email the TED organization, tell them to edit that in there real quick. I love you. I love you. Keep going. (laughs) No, so it really did. It sparked this idea of, well, yeah, because my talk was going to be, you know, all about yellow day and making the world kind. And, and I had to stop and think, I'm like, that's true. What, what if, what if we made this happen every single day and how can that look and and how do we make that work? So, Mm -hmm. um, because you all listen to us, we're going to give you a little secret here that Didi and I are working on a project um, for schools to kind of extend this throughout the whole year. We're not going to go into details today because it's not even, it's, it's an idea right now that we're working on, but yeah. product is coming and projects are coming for all of you to make this work. In the meantime, it really is just a, I call it a six step process. And that's what my talk was all about. Um, 
but we want to share with you guys today to, to kind of kick off your new school year with this. I know coming back from breaks, Didi and I talked about this just the other day on the phone that um, a lot of times schools focus on character and kindness and respect and, and rules and regulations and procedures on week one of the school year, right? Right. But we forget that two weeks off from school for Christmas or holidays can really set a child back and even a teacher back. And we need to come back together as a school family too. So mm-hmm. why not start your year off with a, a review of all that, you know? So yeah. And I, if I could just talk about that for a second, one of the things that, you know, for many of us who are listening, you know, holiday times is really happy time. You know, we get mm-hmm. to spend time with family. Um, we have, um, you know, we get to sleep in, you know, we have all of those things. Our life um, kind of, we could take a breather during the holidays. And that, but for some families, that's very um, sad, stressful, chaotic, um, haphazard for those children coming back, right. um, especially if they're living in a home where there's some trauma, you know. So, coming back, you know, for most of us, kids come back and they're excited to see us, but for some students, they're relieved to see us, right? Mm hmm. I, I just saw something yesterday, yesterday or the day before, kind of like you mentioned a sign that said, uh, please keep in mind that for some of your school, your students, this is not the most wonderful time of year. And, and it's, yeah. it's a good thought that it's not the same for everyone, um, right. regardless of whether you celebrate or not. It just, right. just think about it for a moment that your structure family that you have for the holidays is not the same for everyone. And, and we need to yeah. remember that. So you're right. Coming back from this, you know, some kids are, are wanting to come back because that's their most, uh, you know, structured time of, of their life is seeing you every single day in the classroom. Yeah. So um, kicking it off on the right foot is, is a big deal. It's starting a brand new year. It's starting the rest of the school year that you're going to have with these students. And um, we, we want to do that in the most positive way possible. So uh, the, the steps of, of yellow that, that I focus on and, and the way we want this to work in schools and what DD and I are working on as a project, focus on um, each of the letters of the word yellow. So it's a six-step acronym that starts with Y and, and that just starts with the word you. And it's as simple as that. And it's trying to get children and adults alike, every human being on this planet to realize that if we want change to happen, if we want things to be better, if we want kindness to spread, if we want... Um, you know, you know, happiness to be a, 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 just a norm in a classroom or a business or a town or the world. It has to start somewhere. And I encourage all my students and listeners and, and people at the talk that I did that it starts with you. And I said something as simple as, as you be the person that opens the door for someone today, or you be the person that says thank you to someone for something that's just routine, or you sit by the new student at lunch. Um, you do whatever it is that you can to make someone's day better. And then we, we all know the story of pay it forward and ripple effects and things like that. And imagine that if you do that, it's going to ripple and ripple and ripple and ripple. And, and, and that's the, the, the biggest part is it starts with you. You need to be the one that starts it or, or just imagine it's never going to start. And then um, E stands for engage in my acronym. So uh, I talked a lot about like you be the person that says hello to the new student that walks in the classroom or you be the person that smiles at a new student walking down the hall. Uh, but if you're going to do that, don't stop at hello. Engage in a conversation with that person. Ask them about their life. Ask them about their last school they were in. Ask them about what's going on with their family. Just engage and ask and ask and ask questions. Um, there's, a, there's a quote from one of my favorite movies. It's a movie called Love by the band Angels and Airwaves. It's not a big box office hit, but it was a, an independent movie that's, that's amazing. And it's, 
it's one of those really uh, niche movies. Like you gotta love it to want to see it. And uh, there's a line in there where a, a man is sitting in a room and he's he's kind of being interviewed and he says, "If uh, I'm not I'm not gonna quote this exactly because I remember off the top of my head, but he says something along the lines of, if everybody stopped talking, if everybody stopped communicating." I think the world would be a terrible place to live. And it's, it is, I mean, imagine all the stories that are out there to be told, you know? Yeah. Um, so it, engaging with people is, is such a big, important part of this process. And that doesn't mean, you know, just being kind in your engagement conversation. It just means talking and talking and talking and talking. So it's something yeah. I like to do, obviously. <laughs> I know. I was just thinking like if if I couldn't talk, like I think I would like I'm just getting a, a little vision of a raisin just sort of great turning into a raisin. I'd like wither. I just can't even imagine. I like that. We need to make some kind of animation of that somehow. I know. <laughs> That's good. If I keep eating, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna look like a grape, but then I'll just like wither. Yeah. These holidays have not been kind. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome. You know, and, and as as I know that I'm talking a lot today, listeners, but Didi's taking notes there. And I, I think back to um with this engagement thing, one of the things as teachers that that is so great about um some of the networking that we do. I know Didi and Kim Adsit and I did this run of conferences together and uh, it was a two-day event, and one of my favorite parts of that was the three of us just took time every morning to go out and engage with with the teachers. And it had mm-hmm. nothing to do sometimes with the conference, had nothing to do with with what was going on in classrooms. We just went out and talked, and it was yeah, it was one of my favorite parts of being on the road with with you and Kim and all those teachers. Just just that time to learn about other people. Well, Adam, you can, I I mean, the way I feel is that you can talk to a complete stranger, and for you it's very natural. I mean, or you make it look very natural, right? Um, you oh, feel thanks. like, yeah, I mean, you do, you just, I mean, you're just, you're emotive. Like you could just go out and like, people look at you and you're like, I want to talk to this guy. Cause he looks so nice. I mean, you just have that, <laughs> like, you have like that nice face. Like I can't imagine like if you're ever like a prison warden, I just can't even imagine you being able to pull that off. But anyhow, <laughs> you could talk for me. Thank you. You're welcome. But for me, that's not a natural thing. For me, that is a little anxiety producing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that I like about um, working with you is that we're not exactly the same. I mean, we, right. we both approach things very really differently. So for me, it's it's not a natural thing. If you would have seen me in elementary school, like I was blend in, do not stand out, don't talk, don't any of those things, so terribly shy, um, very introvert. So um in your own classroom, you'll have those students where you're like, okay, (laughs) you've talked. It's somebody else's turn. And you have some students who will not speak up at all. And so what we want to make sure is that we have different levels of comfort for for different personality types so that um, this idea of engaging in a conversation isn't stressful for some of those students that this is not in their wheelhouse. You know what I mean? No, oh, yeah. It's funny you say that. there's a story that I always think about when someone says something about the students that don't stop talking. I had this this little boy, I think he's a sophomore in high school now, and he goes to um, IMSA, it's the Illinois Math and Science Academy. So he doesn't even go to like our normal community high school. He, this kid's a genius. And uh-huh. I'll never forget in kindergarten, he he kept interrupting like a small group. He just kept going, hey, Mr. Peterson, hey, Mr. Peterson, did you know, did you know, hey, Mr. Peterson, hey, Mr. Peterson, did you know? And I just look at him and I go, hey, how much wood would a woodchuck chuck of a woodchuck good chuck wood? And he just goes, <laughs> and he walked away. <laughs> like, was like, yes, I beat him. <laughs> I, I said more words. Him. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's true. And, and I think you and I would both admit that neither one of us are as good at that outward going conversation as, as Kim adds it is. I mean, she will talk to anyone and 
makes it look yes. so natural. She's so natural. There were days yes. when we were on the road that Didi and I just kind of sat back. And like, just, just let her do it. She can go talk. <laughs> oh my mercy. Yeah. Yeah. For no, sure. In a I'm great way. Brought up students too, because there are some students who, who need that engagement from us. You know, just a conversation who, who won't be the first ones to go out and, and do that. They mm-hmm. won't approach us. Mm-hmm. Just waiting for us to do that as teachers. Right. Um, and, and I think that's something that um, yeah, I know we have to teach reading and writing and all of those other things. Right. Um, but I think, you know, speaking and listening is a standard. So it's not yeah. like, um, you know, we are teaching something that, oh, you know, this should be taught somewhere else. It should be taught somewhere else. Right. Right. But sometimes so should a lot of other things. And we're, we find ourselves <laughs> building, you know, these amazing little human beings. Um, and this is definitely one of those things. So engaging in conversation is E. What do we have for an, yeah. other, an L? So the two L's kind of go hand in hand. They, the first one is listen and the second one is learn. So listen and learn. And, and I talk about this all the time that if you're going to take the, the opportunity, if you're actually going to make the attempt to engage in a conversation with someone, then put your dang phone down and listen, right? And I, I right. Because I'm so guilty of that. There are so many times where we don't listen closely enough to the people that are talking to us and teachers that, that truly comes important and comes into play with our students that mm-hmm. we need to listen intently to every story they have to tell us. Now I know that uh, there's going to be my favorite color is pink and so is my sisters and so is my aunts and pink is the best, you know, like those things, obviously we want to show our attention, but sometimes stories from kids about what's going on in their lives come out in the most um, I guess not ridiculous, but uh, unexpected ways, right? Yes. They, they tell yes. us things that we don't really know are going to come. So if we listen to our students intently, then that leads to the next one. That's, that's learn. And it is our job as educators to learn as much about these little people as we can. Um, I, I know that I try to learn as much about one of my students as every one of my students as I can, so that if they ever come to me with a concern I know exactly what they're talking about because I've learned so much about their family and their life. And I think when we can start a conversation with a a student um, about them that we initiate that, that has a lasting impact on them because like, Hey, that, that person knows something about me that, that I really didn't know they knew, you know, Um, Kim Bearden has a book. We've talked about Kim before, but Kim Bearden Mm -hmm. has a book called talk to me. And I think we mentioned that in an episode a while back about our favorite PD books. And her book is amazing for um, developing and initiating conversations. It's an awesome, awesome read called Talk to Me by Kim Bearden. And she has a lot of amazing ideas on there of how to do just that, how to to listen and learn so much about your students that that you're able to have conversations with them daily. And, you know, that, that book is something that sounds like, um, you know, other you know, big people could use as well. Right. Oh, totally. I mean, it's, it's a book geared towards teachers, but also just adults. So it's, it's, um, mm-hmm. I mean, the tagline for it is six principles of effective communication. So really it, the, 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 there's nothing on this cover other than the fact that it says co-founder of the Ron Clark Academy that says this book is for teachers. You know, it's, it's right. for anyone it's talk to me, find the right words to inspire, encourage, and get things done. And, um, it's got a forward in there by Ron Clark. This was on Dave Burgess's uh, consulting's list of books as well. Um, but it's, it's obviously written as a an administrator. But even on the back, I'm so, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Didi, because on the back it says whether you are a teacher, administrator, parent, or business professional, chances are you struggle at times to find the right words. To talk to me gives you those words. So it's it's a really yeah. cool read. I, I've read it and I'll reread it just because she's such an inspiration with with 
like I said, simple, effective ways. Right. Sometimes there's so many, you know, there's so many moments um, in our lives as, as just humans where you don't know what to say, right? And so sometimes you don't say anything. Um, and I think in the classroom, if we're silent about things that we shouldn't be silent about, that says something too. So um, that would be, you know, finding the right words. It's, it's never easy. Um, right. But I think sometimes... Even saying the wrong thing is better than saying nothing, you know, for some, yep. for some situations, because it is only through um, being open to having that conversation that you can grow. I think that there's, you know, there's a lot of, again, there's a lot of talk in our country about, you know, political correctness or, or whatever. Um, and, you know, for people who aren't used to thinking about privilege you know, as, as a white girl here, you know, mm. sometimes, sometimes I do say the wrong things. I, because I don't, not, in, not intentionally, um, but I'll, I have a, a, a thought in my head because it's been in my head and I didn't realize that right. it's not the same perspective as somebody else who has a different background than me. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's not fun when you say something that's not um, inclusive of others, I guess. Uh, but boy, if you can open yourself up to having that conversation, it really does help you grow as a person um, yeah. and, and just kind of put yourself, um, you know, to, to uh, uh, take yourself out of it because it's not but, really about you. It's about, you, you know, you growing, but it's not about you personally. Um, and I think that like students, especially if you have a, no, not, I guess not even especially, but. Um, you know, if you're having students get to know each other, chances are they're going to get to know somebody who's different than them. Mm -hmm. And by having those uh, genuine conversations, I think it would make um, everybody a little more cognizant of other people's experiences. Does that make sense? Well, I think it makes total sense. And it totally falls into the, those two L's. Um, if if we were like when you said sometimes saying the wrong thing is better than saying nothing at all that that listening to others talk and and having others listen to us mm -hmm. use the word grow but that's exactly how we learn as human beings too you know right um, right I just had a conversation recently with uh a, I I cannot remember the title of her for the for the life of me but she works with Dave and Shelley Burgess um and she is there ah uh, why can't I think of it? she's the She's yes. a sensitivity editor. She's one um, of your editors. Yes. Yeah, so I remember Mar talking about her. Marisol is her name. And her job is to read through every manuscript they put out and check it for culturally um, appropriate, you know, words, politically right. correct stuff, and also sensitive issues. And I've had a few conversations with her of things. And my, there was nothing in mind that was like, oh my gosh, you can't write that. But a couple things that I never would have crossed my mind, you know, and having right. her open my eyes to them, I was like, wow. Oh, so I truly did listen and learn to what she was telling right. me. And I think that's why those, those help so much. Right. And I think sometimes, you know, our ego is something, you know, cause we know that our intention never was to be hurtful or insensitive. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when somebody comes back at you um, and says, you know, something, you know, in a, in a criticizing way, you know, sometimes it's really, it, it, it's tempting or I guess it's human nature to become defensive instead of just stop and listen. Right. Um, and, and then learn. So I'm glad that L and L are lesson um, or is about listening and learning. Yeah. And I, it's, it's funny. Yeah. I'm smiling right now because I, 
<laughs> your two dogs. You, you know, we talk about Dee Dee's two dogs all the time, but I, I haven't seen Ozzy at all, her her boy dog. <laughs> but Harriet has been going in and out, and I'm like, those are just like your students. Like, there's one who who's like, mom, it wants you to listen and learn to what they have to say, and then there's yep. the one who just wants nothing to do with you at all. <laughs> Here they come. Here they both come. Yep. <laughs> but Harriet has been in and out of your office nonstop. Like, I know. And the other one's like, she's not watching. <laughs> I know. I, I know. It. They're, They're like a mess. Students. <laughs> so. um, very, very naughty students, I'm going to tell you. <laughs> um, the Christmas tree and Ozzy have been like, it's like a playground. So we're, we're working on that. This is his first Christmas. So first <laughs> right. Christmas in a house. All right. Oh, what is O? Oh, so O in the acronym is for offer. And when I talked about this in my TED talk, it, obviously, so a TED talk is only 10 minutes long. That's all I had to do was eight, 10 minutes. So the the story and the project Dee and I are working on is going to obviously elaborate on this a lot more, but um, O simply stands for offer. And um, I focused on something like offering compliments. And I did that because there was a, a study I read a while back um, that was done at the, it was actually done at the National Institute for Physiological Sciences in Japan that they found that receiving a compliment is just as much a social reward to the human brain as receiving a monetary gift. And that study fascinated me. Like to, to think that something as simple as a compliment, a sincere compliment about the way someone looks or the type of person they are, mm -hmm. does the same thing to our brains and, and our, our, you know, our mentality as someone handing us money as a gift. And I know that seems so like people look at me and they're like, no, and I'm like, but they proved that it was true. And it's, it's fascinating to me. So I think about that with kids, like imagine the impact we have on students when we can compliment them, not just saying, oh my gosh, I love those shoes because you know, kids do love that or your little ones who have the bows in their hairs and love to you to point that out to them. But when we can compliment them sincerely on, on something we know they've done well, because we've learned so much about them mm -hmm. or it's just the type of person they are. When you get to know your students so well, you, and when someone gets a sincere compliment like that, it has a profound impact on their, mm -hmm. their um, personality, mm -hmm. their, their heart and them as a human being. Mm -hmm. It sticks with them. I mean, as you were talking, I was remembering um, something that one of my church leaders had said to me who I didn't think knew me very well. Um, he said, you know, you're just a natural peacemaker. Um, and I thought, wow, I mean, but it stuck with me. So anytime I want to get in a scrap with somebody, I try to, re <laughs> you know, I like, remember, Hey, listen, you know, I, um, anyhow, d those things just stick with you. I mean, I was probably 13 maybe at the time. So I was really young. Um, but I'm, those things stick with you. And, you know, I remember sometimes, you know, we, we walk around, even as humans, we walk around a store or, and I was having like a. I don't know. I was just really down for some reason. And somebody just came up and says, that color looks really nice on you. Total stranger. And I was like, I mean, I just felt, I think I'm hair. It was a hot mess. You know, I think I was like not looking good, <laughs> whatever. I had the, this, this woman knew I needed that compliment. But I mean, I think that, uh, I think that there's always something you could compliment and it doesn't have to be on physical. Obviously it doesn't have to be a physical, um, compliment, but, um, knowing their nature, um, you know, I love how you, you know, you always stick with a problem until you find a solution. Right. Those types of things will stick in their head. Um, it really comes down to noticing, doesn't it? You it have does. To really, well, you have to be noticing, present. Honestly, it sticks with me all the time when, when you talk about me being a kind person, Didi, because 
not not that I've ever been downright mean, but I'm a human being. And I, even as a kid, like I, I, there were friendships that I had that I let go um, because I was one of those kids in, in, in high school. And I'm ashamed to say it, but I'm going to admit that, that <gasps> totally wanted to be in the in crowd, you know, like yeah. for friends that I had growing up through elementary school and junior high. And then I was like, wait a minute, I need to be here. And, and it, it not haunts me, but it, I, I hate that part about myself sometimes, you know, that I, that I acted like that. And I'll never forget a, a friend of mine who was one of my best friends when I was little. And then when my daughter was born, when I first had my first child, I was like, huh. I call, I called him and I'm like, you know what? I don't know if it's being a dad or what it is, but I'm, I'm sorry for, for any touch that we lost or if we, we got out of sync somehow. And, and it, it was one of those phone calls that I'll, I'll never forget having because it, it, it made me feel better. You know, I don't know if that yeah. makes sense or not. But, no, it does make sense. So it means a lot to me when you, when you say you're one of the kindest people I know, because I, I don't know that I always was. Um, so it's something I've worked well, really hard at is, is trying oh, to good. see people for people and, and just be who my friend honor was that this whole yellow movement was started for, you know, I, I was going to say that. I mean, I think that our, um, you know, we have some innate personality, right? We have certain things about us, but then we also can learn a lot. So from, from those around us. And so yeah. I guess, you know, you were so blessed to know this person um, and how she's, I mean, clearly has affected your life uh, more than I, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't realized that there was the evil Adam. I didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> because the only Adam I've ever known has been one that has been um, caring and kind and well, considerate you. and, you know, just, and you've got great manners too. I'm just going to say that right now. You're thank you. And yes, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> no, I but, appreciate it. I do. Cause I've, I, I'll, I'll admit it's something I've had to work at. Um, right. I don't, I, I was never an aggressive person. Like I wasn't downright like dirty to people. It was just, I guess, unknowingly, I wasn't, wasn't the nicest. Sometimes I think it was, I was oblivious to it. You know, right. like I, I just was right. living life and, and being dumb, young and live, dumb. Live in the world. But if you think about um, in our own classrooms and our own students, you know, you may have students who don't have an honor, right, mm -hmm. in their life. Uh, the, the lady that started um, your movement of, of Yellow Day, they may not have an Adam Peterson at home, right? So Or a Dee Wills. Or a Dee Wills. <laughs> And they're like, praise, praise all the things. <laughs> but, um, you know, we can be that person who makes a difference. You know, we can share those vulnerability moments um, and, and, and share, you know, the times when things have happened to you that shape the person that you are. Do you mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like I was mercilessly like bullied in the second grade by these two girls less they were just they you know we walked home the same what route they just bully 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 bullied for the whole year and um you know they were my friend one day and the next day they weren't didn't know and then three weeks later they're my friends again and then right. they, it was just it was weird um because girls sometimes can be weird but um it stuck with me you know it always stuck with me and I remember you know that whole bullying um mentality for me just makes the hair stand up well, but I can tell even now at the, the age of 29, you're still remembering it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember 29. That was so long ago. Um, so, listener, I, I feel really bad about so So, Didi just said, when I was in the second grade, I was bullied. And you heard me laugh. I wasn't laughing at that. You got to remember that I can see her face. <laughs> her face is priceless. <laughs> Because she just goes, and I for bless them. Like, 
I wasn't laughing at the fact that you were bullied. I know people listening to this that can't see us are probably like, what a jerk. I, mean, I know. I was laughing at the face she just... Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I make... Yeah, I make all kinds of faces and my hands are moving and everything else. But, um, you know, I remember I was telling my, I told my my kindergarten students because we did have an incidence of um, excluding people um, and students would walk up to talk to a group. I had some girls that, oh my mercy, mm-hmm. they were five going on 15 and they would go up to talk to them and they would just turn around and walk away. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, it took me right back to like that moment where here are my two best friends and all of a sudden they weren't anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so I shared this story with them of, you know, sometimes it's not even, sometimes it's not the words that we say that are hurtful. Um, it's the actions that we have. And my whole, you know, of course I was, I'm like a per, I'm like I can cry almost on cue, but almost because like my my emotions are so close to the surface at times. So, right. you know, I, I I shared that with them, and I was emotional at that time, and it it just it really did change the atmosphere of my classroom. And then later, one of those girls, two years later, came up to me and said, "I'll never forget you sharing that story." Wow! And it made me it made me think about the way that I treated people that I didn't really want to be around, mm-hmm. but I had to treat them in a different, you know, I had to be aware of how they were feeling. So, I mean, that's, it's a hard lesson for five and six year olds to it learn, is. you know, cause it's their world is really just about them. Um, well, I think we, that's why, sorry. I no, I'm done. When, when, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're like, fine. I'm done talking. Fine. No, I don't have anything else to say. When you said five and six year olds with this, with this O of this acronym that, it can be as simple as it needs to be with them. Like teach them just to compliment people just because, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then as that happens and that grows and even your most reluctant learners that that's when you introduce the word sincere and like, you know what, you've done a great job boys and girls of saying, Hey, I like your shirt or I, I love, you know, playing with you on the playground, but let's think about the type of person they are. Let's think about something, mm-hmm. you know, they've been working really hard at and it is a learning process with the little ones. Um, yeah. But my, my big part of my, my talk that I did was, if, if I can get a group of five-year-olds to change the culture of our classroom, that in turn changed the culture of our school, that in turn, uh, you know, initiated the culture of kindness of other schools, imagine what we as adults could do to the entire mm-hmm. world. You know, yes. if, if we thought like a five-year-old did in this, yes. this instance, that just be kind, you know? And right. that's where the, the acronym ends and kind of, I say ends, but rather continues because the W stands for we. So my whole idea with this, if you go to my website, makesomonesdayyellow.com, you'll see my logo is the word yellow but it's got the Y with like a smiley face looking arrow pointing at the W because the, the concept of this, that it starts with you as an individual, but this whole process continues to be a revolving ripple effect when we as a human race make it happen. So mm-hmm. it begins with you. It ends with we and all those things that happen along the way are, are something we can all can all do. So that's yeah. the, that's the six steps, the Y E L L O W. And, um, I'm excited. I know we'll talk about this in a future episode that DD and I have a project uh, that, that's started between a conversation of ours and we're hoping mm-hmm. to roll this out to, to schools and um, really get schools using this in classrooms and uh, the, the product and the project will be there. I, I don't want to go into details because we really don't know what it's going to look like, but we're just really excited because I know it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we want to make it so, you know, for some there's for some teachers were so busy, you know, they're so busy trying to plan everything and think about everything. Um, it would be nice to have some, um, like exercises or activities that you could just kind of pull off the shelf and, and 
and um, implement those. So we've talked a little bit about some ideas and, and we'll certainly talk about some more, but whether, whether or not that's something you're interested in, um, you know, you've, you've got the framework where you can take this and, uh, and make it your own, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, be watching the website, be following social media. If you follow the hashtag, be the yellow, uh, everything will get shared out through that as we approach May. Um, like I said, there's gonna be a lot of things going on this year, a new t-shirt design. Um, and we've always done the t-shirts as fundraisers. So I haven't decided yet, which I say we, because there's a big group of people that, that work on this with me behind the scenes. Um, a lot of it's just, you know, shooting out ideas or helping spread the awareness of it. Uh, but Last year, we raised over $5,000 through t-shirt sales that went to um, a foundation that a, a local girl here in my community um, started at the Ann and Robert Lurie's Children's Hospital in Chicago to help fund childhood cancer research. And uh, we raised like five grand for her foundation through t-shirt sales. So I love that. What this year is going to be yet, but it's going to be a new t-shirt design based around my logo and that hashtag and uh, just be watching social media because we'll share it all out soon and then we want to roll out all the details as soon as possible. Yes, yes, yes. Thank all right. you so much for joining us today, you guys. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Classroom Collaborative Podcast. If you are enjoying these episodes, please make sure that you subscribe wherever you are finding them. And share and rate it so others can find it as well. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening. Bye.